Coming up on this episode of the Mompreneur Show, I'm interviewing Christina, a wife, a mother, and the owner of BillyBibs.com, an online baby boutique selling adorable handmade baby bibs and accessories. I'm Vicky Lashenko, and this is the show that features amazing stories of remarkable mompreneurs. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. Honey, it's so good to have you here on the Mompreneur Show. And you have such an incredible story of how you went from one business to another business and then how you took the other business to off and running so quickly. Please share your journey. Like, How did you even start with your previous business? How did you transition into your current business? And let's go from there. Okay. Um, so I got started when my son was born, Benjamin, he's three now, and I just started making little uh, leggings for him. And it was just me and my sister. We're best friends. We hang out all the time. Um, so we made a few pants and then we're like, you know what? We can sell these. So we opened up an Etsy shop and we started selling them. Um, but we weren't really interested on growing our business. We, it was kind of like a hobby for us. We loved doing it. We loved uh, getting together. Um, and I wanted something that I can make a full business out of. I didn't want it to just be a hobby. I wanted to just run and make it very, very successful. And so um, when I had my daughter, Ezzie, I couldn't find any bibs that would be pretty on her. And they would like, you know, they would be just awkward and bulky. And I didn't really like them. So I made her, um, I was kind of inspired by like uh, vintage uh patterns and I wanted to like see what would look good with her dresses and you know when we go to church and so I made her a few bibs and then I thought to myself nobody is making these like there's so much handmade businesses on Etsy and so much small shops on Instagram and nobody was making anything like this and I was thinking Mm -hmm. that I'm not going to be having any competition and this can start off and grow very fast and be something big you know like kind of a new concept and so that's what I did and uh, before getting started, before putting any of my products on board or on the internet. So before starting any of that, I went ahead and opened up all my social media. I opened up my Facebook. I uh, finalized all my products. I took pictures of it, set it up on, um, I actually used Big Cartel. And then after everything was ready, uh, waited like a week because I was like so nervous because it was so different. I was kind of scared. Like, what if it's going to be a miss? You know, like it's a bib. It's supposed to get dirty. Why should it be pretty? You know, I was kind of nervous about that. Um, and so then um, when I was ready, I opened up my Instagram account because I knew that that's a huge platform for small businesses like myself right now. And I just uh, started using all the techniques I learned um, with my our previous business, Little Shenanigans. And so I just like started going and I started going as fast as I can because I knew that as soon as a new concept comes out, people start uh, copying and making similar stuff. And so I want that kind of motivated me to just like go as fast as I can and get my product out there. That is awesome. I'm like trying to sneak a Snapchat in here. <laughs> so I love that you shared uh, your thought process with mm-hmm. with the business uh, when you were doing you were making the little pants for little sh- shenanigans, right? Little mm-hmm. shenanigans. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We made we so made wasn't... pants and hats and dresses, and it was so. Why why do you say that you couldn't make it a successful business? 
Like, why um, was it, was it just a hobby? On the side? Po- it's definitely possible. It was just a hobby because it was something that we wanted to do for fun. My sister had another job that was her first job, and this was kind of like a secondary thing. It wasn't. Um, we weren't interested really in making it, you know, grow very fast. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So it, was it because there's so many people doing the same thing? I mean, there's like everybody's making cute little pants on Etsy right now. Yeah, she still has the business. I just decided not to do it anymore because I'm, I'm actually putting in like more than overtime into this business. But she still has it and it's uh, it's still successful. Um, it's not that it's not a successful um, business. Yeah, yeah. You just decided to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's very interesting. So I thank you for sharing the, that you had the idea. Um, and were you looking for an idea? Like, okay, I want to do something else, something unique. Or did it just like come to you? Because as a lot of ideas come. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I was also motivated by my mother-in-law. Um, she knew that she knew that um, I had a small business and she was asking, do you have any side jobs? Can I maybe do some sewing for you? She was looking to make some money on the side. And I was thinking, and my husband were thinking, we're like, well, you know what? Because we always wanted to start a very, like a successful business and work together. It was one of our dreams. And so we were always thinking, and I'm like, you know what? One day um, when we were driving home from um, their house after we had dinner over at her house, um, I was thinking, I was like, I want to help her so bad, but, you know, I can't hire a seamstress when we're ha- me and my sister, you know, can keep up with all of our orders. And that wouldn't be fair to her. You know, that wouldn't be fair to our business. And I really wanted to um, help her somehow that way. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I think that this bib, bib business could really be something. And that's when that's like that night when I came home, that's when I started opening all like I started preparing, got all my, you know, Facebook, social media, I got it. Like I kind of, um, you know, got prepared. That's the night I got motivated. And that's one of the, one of the biggest motivators. Yeah. That's so interesting. So your, your mother-in-law, you said, um, Mm -hmm. wanted to help out something to do on the side to bring her an income as well. Yeah. And you met that need. Yeah. That's really amazing. But okay. Was this before you had the idea of the uh, Billy Bibbs? Uh, no, it's not before. Um, I had the idea to do the Billy Bibs and, mm. and, uh, I just didn't really go through with it until, until that night, like when she was asking me for the work and I kind of felt bad that I couldn't, you know, give her the work and. Very interesting. That's very interesting. So you met two knees at the same time. All right. So when you said that you went and you got all these platforms, what do you mean by that? Weren't you already on Facebook and Instagram? Like, can you tell us about that? Yeah, I opened up uh, new accounts for for the business, kind of like to reserve my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also connected all of them. Uh, so like, for example, when I post on Instagram, I can also press the share button and it'll share for me like on Facebook, on Twitter. I think mm-hmm. it's really important to not just focus, like they say, don't put your eggs in one basket. Like you never know which social media site is going to be best for you. You know, not everybody who's on Facebook is going to be on Instagram or on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And there's like mm-hmm. a, a few more um, social media like Pinterest. And I'm, I'm in Pinterest right now. I'm not as big on, on, you know, Facebook and Pinterest as I am on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I am working towards because there's like a new uh, customer base on there. 
Oh, absolutely. It totally makes sense. And that's where your customers are. And it's really, really important to know that, okay, where are my customers or where are the bulk of my customers? So I really, I really like that you said that, but you still share on Facebook, right? And, but are you not as active on Facebook? I am not as active on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, um, I am, I, it's on my to-do list. <sighs> okay. So, um, that's okay. So let's go back. And I really want to know how you came up with Billy Bibbs. Like it's such a catchy name. Yeah, it was actually, um, we were at the zoo and we were at the petting the goats and I thought it was so cute that they're, you know, called, um, the Billy goats are called, or any goat is called a kid when they're a baby. And I was just thinking how, um, you know, kids are so playful and cute and, I just really wanted something playful and incorporated into the name. So I, I just like Billy Bibbs. It was just random. Sometimes people think my name is Billy and they'll be like, thank you, sir. And, you know, Billy. And I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said Billy Bibbs. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's super cute, Christina. It is super thank cute. You. I love that name. Okay. So you mentioned that you want to get on Instagram to take advantage of the platform because it's so great for small businesses. Why did you think that? Like, what was your experience with Instagram before? Yeah, uh, we had an Instagram for uh, little shenanigans and it was going really great. Um, You could see I would follow follow all these other shops that are very successful on it. Um, There's just so much different ways to reach a... um, to reach your customers on there. Like there's, uh, for example, just like searching a hashtag, you know, newborn baby, you can like go through and like find like a hundred customers right there just by, you know, like browsing the hashtag newborn baby, you know, it's just so quick and easy and I'm familiar with it. So that's what I did. Mm, That's interesting. So I would love to talk about your Instagram strategy in just a second. Mm -hmm. And before I do, I would like to ask a question that Renee posted in the, in the chat box here. So a question from Renee Harris at Hard Lotion. She says, you said you rushed to be fast because you were afraid of the copycats. Do you still feel like that could have happened? Um, Let's see. Oh, like copycats. Um, I mean, I don't like calling it copycats. I like calling it competition. And um, I'm not sure what the question is. What what could have happened? Um, do you like, okay, if you, since you're already in business, I think, uh, and Renee, please cal- clarify if, um, if you'd like, um, but let's say right now, um, are you, do you have copycats now? Do people, uh, did people copycats. say competition? Okay. Competition. <laughs> do you... Well, no, look, so absolutely first... every day, every day somebody tags me and, and they're like, Hey, look, this person's doing the same thing as you, you know, it's happening, um, a lot. Yeah. So what's that? Right now I'm okay with it. I was so afraid in the beginning and that's really what pushed me. And now I'm glad for it because if I never, if, if, you know, nobody did make the same products as me, then I would have kind of been slower. But since I wanted to get my brand out there so fast, I like worked so hard, like for the last, you know, six months, I've been just like working every day, making sure that I'm putting my name out there. I'm attracting, you know, new customers. And now people are like, oh, is that a Billy Bibbs? And like, sometimes like, um, people recognize them in person and it's so cool, you know, to see how far it's spread. Oh my goodness. I love to hear that. It's, um, it's kind of funny because 
it's the same thing happened with Freshly Picked. Like now yeah. people buy moccasins from Freshly Picked. I mean, it's set the bar high, but you know, cause when you're buying second, um, when you're buying a second version of it, people are like, mm-hmm. oh, but it's not Freshly Picked. Kind of like, exactly what is a kleenex or whatever it is anyway so you set the bar very high and you establish yourself very very well in your market in your niche so 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 it's very interesting like how you were actually doing this on purpose to go big quickly Mm -hmm. so what was your strategy behind that did you solely use instagram let's talk about instagram how did you um so you created uh, billy bebb's account how did you start from zero and to what, like 10,000 or something like that? 10,000 um, followers? So there's, there, was a, there was a lot of things that um, played a role, obviously. Um, so for me, I would, I, me and my husband, we love um, listening to podcasts, reading books, reading blogs, and just always getting, you know, a new little tip somewhere. It's so exciting too, like when you're like, okay, I know this, I know this. Ooh, this is such a great strategy. And then I start using that, you know? So I think it's important to always be reading, always be learning because you can always improve. Uh, when I started my Instagram account, so um, this is how I would uh, attract people. I started uh, posting. And when I would post, I try, like, I got a lot better at this. I tried to be cohesive and posting images that look great together, not using too much filters. Um, um, if you like look through my Instagram, you see there's like a theme of like lots of grays and whites in there. That's kind of what I tried to stick so that when people would go on my feed, they would say, oh, this is actually pretty. I wouldn't mind seeing these pictures, you know, on my feed. Um, very, very interesting because um, that's why uh, we had Jen on the show. And I put your, um, I just, you guys, I just put, oh my gosh, no, that's the wrong one. Billy Bibbs, that's the wrong one. Um, it's underscore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not the, so yeah, very interesting. So you just went ahead with the Billy Bibbs anyway, even though you didn't have that, that handle. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's good to know. You're, you're such a go-getter. I love that. Okay. So I know that, um, and this is for all of you guys listening and watching, um, very interesting because um, I was interviewing um, Jen from Simple Green Smoothies uh, last week, and um, she, I don't think she mentioned, she didn't mention this in our interview uh, yet, last week, but she did mention this in New York when we were at camp together. Uh, she said that exactly what you said, they wanted the customer or the potential client to go on my ins on their Instagram and like really visually like it already. So everything is cohesive. Everything is like in the same kind of uh, green and fun um, area. And they actually sometimes even go in and like delete photos that are not, are not aligned with their brand. For example, like if they um, take a photo of um, their uh, screenshot and post their photo of uh, their person who drinks their smoothie of their customer or whatever they they would repost it but then like a few um a few you know days maybe weeks down the road they would delete it Mm -hmm. i don't know what the strategy is now but it's very interesting very good point you guys those of you listening very important to have a very nice and clean um brand on instagram I, i mean you can be fun and whatever but it has to come together all of it has to create like that big picture and i love your instagram page for that because everything is so carefully put together did you like take photo like 
um, classes, how to take photos. No, but I can give you some tips. Um, Make sure that you're using natural light. Put your product in front of a window or outside. Make sure that direct light is not hitting it, but it has to be well lit and it has to be well lit from multiple directions so that you're not having too much shadows. Um, Just make sure you have a steady hand. Take the picture. Don't do too much editing. Maybe do a little bit of sharpness or brightness, and that's pretty much it. Um, if anybody has the app uh, ViscoCam, I think that's how you mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Maybe it's something else. But that's what I use to edit my photos. And um, if you want to have filters on your photos, just pick one and stick to it. Don't have too much. And don't, like, filter it, you know, uh, all the way. Like, maybe just, like, use the, you know, like, half of the I don't know how to describe it, just like half the filter. But if it's too much, then it kind of puts people off because the it ruins the um, image quality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I noticed that you guys do a lot of like um, parties, Instagram parties, Instagram sharing and giveaways and stuff. Can you tell us about yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when I got started, it's we like to collaborate with other uh, similar businesses who have um, kind of like the same customer base. So for me, it's moms. And so uh, there's lots of different types of giveaways. Um, I'm sure you guys heard of the loops where you have to go around and you follow mm-hmm. all the shops. Mm-hmm. So for those ones, a lot of people think that the more followers you have, the more customers you have. But really, if you think about it, like I don't do giveaways that give away like a MacBook. Why? Because it doesn't only attract moms. It's attracting like teenagers and older people. It's attracting a whole bunch of people. So Mm -hmm. you might get a lot of followers from it, but those followers are not really going to be your customers. You understand? So when Mm -hmm. I do, um, I try not to do a lot of loops, but when I do, it's mom based. We're giving away a stroller or, you know, um, baby items, stuff like that. Um, so how do you start them? How do you like, how do you even decide on doing that? Do you get approached by people or do you approach people and how, how do you even know these people? Yeah. So what I would do when I just got started, um, when you're really small, it's kind of hard to get into giveaways because you're small and you don't really have much to offer in the beginning. Um, you know, for followers, if you don't have a lot of followers, but I would just approach a business, small businesses that in a lot of, like a lot of times when I would reach out to them, they would not respond, you know, and now I understand because right now I'm getting a lot of requests and I can't always, you know, participate in every single giveaway, but I would reach out to a whole bunch, like in the afternoon, I'd sit down, copy and paste a message, you know, would you be willing to do a giveaway with me, you know, and just like direct message them. Um, and then like put together a small giveaway, you know, uh, putting in like a small time frame. You don't want to have it go too long because people really can't even see that giveaway. You know, like if it's a whole week long, like in like three days, they're not even going to see that picture anymore. You understand? So you have to do it like a small, like two days, maybe. Um, mm, very interesting. And yeah. the, the loop giveaways that you do, are, do they take a lot of time, like a lot of effort? They do. So um, I haven't organized any. Most of the time I get approached and if it fits into my brand, then I'll do it. Um, so what it is, is like uh, sometimes you give away shop credit 
sometimes you give away something else. Like, for example, we'd give away a stroller, but everybody would pitch in like, like sometimes it's 10. Like I've pitched in 40 bucks before for like a bigger Christmas giveaway. And mm -hmm. so all the shops pitch in and then there's uh, one leader and they list everybody's uh, Instagram. And like basically it's like goes in a loop and you have to everybody has to post at the same time and um, with the same wording. And it like just tells the person where to go next, where to go next. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. So they're not fake. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. say, I'm not winning. These are fake. You guys are lying. But it's not. We actually put in our money in there, you know, to gain customers. And this is like a, it's a great form of advertising. Okay. So thank you so much for sharing that. It's a very interesting concept. I've never been a part of a loop um, giveaway. And I think it works really great for product-based businesses. We have Renee here um, from Hard Lotion. She has like um, lotion bars that she sells. And so, for example, let's just say that I'm Renee and um, I have all these um, lotion bars that I want to sell and not necessarily sell. I want to grow my audience on Instagram. I want to connect with others who are, who are also makers. So who would be a good person to approach? Because obviously I'm probably not going to approach somebody who makes hard lotion, right? But who, who, like, what kind of people, like, is it somebody complimentary to? Like, yeah, you, like beauty bloggers. Um, maybe mm -hmm. if your lotions have like essential oils, there's lots of accounts that have, you know, um, tips on how to use essential oils. Um, you can approach like other beauty, um, beauty shops too. And mm -hmm. I, I know that lots of shops, like, for example, that do bows, like, even though they all do bows, I've seen like them do, you know, get all of these bows from all of these shops, you know, and kind of like support each other too, as uh, like mm. if you, you know. Wow, I thank you so much for sharing that. I would have never even thought like the essential oils because I know that Renee uses essential oils in her products mm -hmm. as well. Very interesting. Okay, so let's go to questions. We have a few questions here. Ina mm -hmm. asks, "How many hours do you set to work per week?" Um, I work almost all the time i would say i'm constantly um this is def i feel like i'm hustling for sure um ever yeah. since i got started um in the really beginning i sold myself so and my husband would work and so my i would put my kids to sleep and then i'd go and i'd work on my orders uh there was so much to do um just branding the business um most of the time most of the time i work when the kids are asleep or if my husband's taking care of them because it's kind of hard to do stuff when they're hanging off my feet. Of course, of course. So, um, oh my goodness, I have so many questions for you. So, as far as your um, your mother-in-law, where does she help? Um, like, how does she, does she come over to your house or? Uh, no, so we have uh, four seamstresses and we uh, pre-cut this stuff for them and we give it to them uh, weekly and then we, um, we drop it off or we pick it up. And that's just kind of how it works. Uh, we have collars, bibs, and bows of uh, these seamstresses make for us. And they're all stay-at-home moms that um, kind of had also uh, needed a way to bring in some income into their families. Because, you know, if they have lots of children, they can't just go out and get a job because, you know, child care and all that stuff. So that's what we're doing. Wow. That's amazing. I had no idea you had 
four seamstresses that do that work. So, oh my gosh, okay, that has an, another set of questions. How do you um, control, how do you do quality control? Because, I mean, four different people, obviously everybody has their own version of perfect. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? So um, I train, basically they would come over to my house and I would train them, um, show what I want, and then I show them like previous mistakes that I don't want. Um, mm. It was it was really fast because bibs are uh, kind of small, so it's yeah. not taking up a lot. You're not wasting a lot of material, you know? Um, and then like for the like first two weeks, I would just watch really closely. And if there's any mistakes, I would point it out and... Um, if it happened again, I would just say, I'm sorry, I can't accept this because I'm not going to sell it. I, you know, and it, and everybody's been doing really well. There actually has been, uh, two other seamstresses that really didn't make the cut. Um, and they knew that they weren't bringing the quality that I wanted. And I think it was really hard for me to, you know, say, I'm sorry, this is not the quality I'm looking for, but I would rather do that than, you know, kind of accept, um, something that's not so perfect and give it to my customers, you know? Of course, of course. And it's so funny. How did you, what do you mean by they didn't make the cut? What was your... Well, well, there was was a lady that um, wouldn't... (laughs) I feel like so picky saying this. No, it's just like she knew, she knew that it wasn't the quality that I wanted. And she was like, okay, I'll try again. And she kept on trying again and again. And just something just wasn't being put together. And so it like the mistakes kept on happening again, like the round bibs. I love them to be sewn perfectly round and they weren't perfectly round. And she knew that. Yeah. She knew that. And, Oh my gosh, I feel so terrible saying this. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. She kind of stepped out. She stepped out. And then the other one, um, no, you, you don't want to yeah. t- say it. it's all good. I mean, it was just like, it, it was not like I like fired them. They knew that they weren't bringing in. Like I asked, I asked the quality that I told them right away that I was going to want. And, you know, they knew that they weren't. Of course. And you know what? Please don't feel bad. Like I, I would do the same thing. Like I was coloring the other day with my, with Ruby and I was like, oh my gosh, I am a perfectionist. Like it's, it's ridiculous how sometimes, but you know what? It's okay. So I was at a conference and one of the speakers said, Tracy Ch- uh, Childers said, um, it's my life. It's my business. It's my way. So you guys take that with you. It's whatever you want to do. Like it's your business. Do whatever you want to do. Like a lot of people say like, Oh, but I don't want to do this, but everybody's saying to do this, but I don't feel right. You know what? Don't do it. Then it's your life. It's your business. It's your way. So I love, I love that you shared that with us. Like you be as picky as you want because it's your business and you are giving people jobs and you do have a very high standard for, um, for where you're going. So honey, do you need to take that or everything? Okay. Oh yeah, everything's fine. Okay, because <laughs> I know how that. <laughs> I know because you know my I'm... sister just had a baby, and so last night Tanya had her baby. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's amazing! So, probably pictures. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. Well, I'm gonna have to reach out to her. That's amazing. She's she was a super cute pego, so yeah, I'm happy for her. Okay, so um, so very interesting. All this, all this interesting stuff. So, how did you find these mamas? Did you like post it on Facebook or like? 
Because, I mean, there's so many mamas here that probably, like, have an idea and they want to get started, but they have no idea. Like, where do they find the help? Uh, yeah, so the first one was my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, and then the second one was my aunt. Mm-hmm. And then, the, and then the, uh, the next time we kind of announced in our church, if anybody's looking for work, and I got approached like that. And then the fourth, um, fourth person came from my um, father-in-law's job. Um, they started cutting their hours at their job. Mm-hmm. And so my, my husband's dad was like, um, you know, he kind of like recommended that. Us. That is so cute. Okay. So I love word that. Of mouth and, yeah. I love it. Oh, Elena said my daughter has a Billy bib and we absolutely love it. Thank you so much. I know you, she took our pictures and it was so embarrassing because Benjamin was did not want to take any pictures. It was probably the most embarrassing photo shoot of my life. Oh, <laughs> that is so cute. Well, you know what? what? With kids, you never know. You yeah. never know. I love that. Okay, so um, I, I do want to ask. I do have a few more questions, and we're going to wrap up. And mm-hmm. also... Um, uh, ladies if, in the chat, if you have any questions, please post them. I'll be, I'll make sure to ask Christina. And so now Christina, <clears throat> excuse me. So how, how did you bring your husband home? Yeah. Um, so we were praying for, we were, it was like one of our prayer requests and we would pray every day for, um, my husband actually used to work in LA. And so he, we used to live in, um, we used to live in LA and, and then after I had, um, or before, right before I had my second baby, we moved over here cause this is kind of where my family is. And, um, and we were gradually going to have him work somewhere over here. So he would fly in on the weekends. And then after a little bit, he got a job over here, but it was, it wasn't a great job. Like they kind of were treating their workers bad. And I always felt so terrible and we always wanted, um, we always wanted to open up a business, like I said before. And so, um, after a little bit, um, actually something happened on Instagram that was really cool. There was a group of moms that wanted, that were like, um, mobbers. And so, um, basically they kind of like would find, uh, new shops or small shops that they really liked. And then they would all give them a shout out at the same time. Um, so one Sunday, uh, one Sunday we were just, um, you know, after church, we like, we prayed and like that, like we were like really praying for God to send something, um, a new job maybe or something for him. Cause it was, he was having a really hard time there. Um, and so like at, right after we prayed, we get up and all of a sudden my notifications are going off and going off and going off. And I'm like, what is happening? I had like, I had like maybe 1000 or 2000 followers back then. And then like all of a sudden, all these moms are sharing my shop. And I think I've had like around a hundred different shops, small shops share my shop and we sold out and it was incredible. And I was so humbled and I couldn't believe that like this surprise happened to me. It was, it was so amazing. It was like, it was actually kind of like a turning point because like that same um, time, like my husband decided to just quit his job because the conditions were very terrible there. And so we kind of said, you know what, we're just going to, when you're in a tight, like you do the most growing when you're in an uncomfortable position, right? And so we're like, you know what, we just figured out how much bibs we have to sell a day. And actually it was 10 bibs a day then. 
it was like, if we can sell 10 bibs a day, we can fully re replace your income. And so that was our goal. So every day, if we didn't make our cut, we would go on Instagram or and find our customers there. You know, we just go and interact with other moms and just get those 10 sales every day to, you know, and that's kind of how it worked. Oh my gosh, that is so good. That is so, so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's so inspiring. Ina is saying, uh, Ina commented, wow. Uh, yes, God answers their prayers. Yes, I totally agree. Um, so Ruth said, Ruth has a question. Did you become, um, compliant with safety regulations by yourself or did you contact, contract with an outside company to do it for you? I'm having a hard time balancing all the paperwork for children's items with the making them. Um, yeah, I will uh, explain that a little bit. So a lot of businesses don't know this, but you have to be government compliant. You have to label all of your uh, products. You have to track all of them. You have to track all your materials. And even like for taxes, you have to track all your fabrics that you're using that you're not using. Um, I, I am a part of a group on Facebook. It's called CD Compliance. If anybody wants to look that up, if you need help, they have a great um information there um what i do i um i do it all myself and basically like when i get my maybe have it similar actually i don't so what i do is i just as soon as you get a new fabric um i cut off a two by two piece i have a little spreadsheet i have i staple it on there i put all my information on there i give it a code and then i for my bibs um i don't have to have um all the tags on there, just my name, because they're so small and reversible that it doesn't make sense. So I put it on the hand tag. But yes, it takes up a lot of time. But once you kind of do it yourself and get used to it, um, it becomes easier. That's very interesting. To be honest, I have no idea. I had no idea. I was like, what is Ruth talking about? Like, I yeah. had no idea. So wow, Ruth says that is awesome help. So thank you so much, Christina. That's amazing value that you're providing here on the Mompreneur Show. Thank you so much, honey. Yeah, you can. You, uh, I know a lot of people on Etsy don't know this, but you can get in trouble if you don't if you don't do this. So if you're not Theory. compliant, especially with children's items, I don't. Ha um, I mean, I don't really do a, like adult stuff, but I do do like children's. Uh, the bibs are considered a children's clothing, so you have to make sure that your your fabric weighs a certain amount, and um, if it doesn't weigh a certain amount, it has to be tested for flammability and just stuff like that. Very, very, very interesting. important. To look it up. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's very interesting. So if you are in the handmade business, absolutely look this up. It's very interesting. A CD compliance um, Facebook group, I think would be a great start. Um, I so, didn't know about it in the beginning, but now, I, now I'm compliant. <laughs> very interesting. Thank you so much. So I have one last question for you before we wrap up. And Ian's asking, even though I love your story, but here's the question. The question that everyone wants to hear, right? Um, did you have any struggles with Billy Bibbs as a business owner? Um, that's so. That's such a big question. So um, you know, um, obviously, I think there are struggles, um, but I think maybe pick a struggle that you can share with us. Let's see. Honestly, like I am so grateful that my husband was able to work with me and we just, we just like, he just does all this stuff that I don't want to like organizing and paperwork and taxes. And he's so organized and I'm just the creative one that's, 
you know, that like, I don't like having a schedule. And so I'll be like, okay, I don't really want to, you know, I don't really have the motivation. And then like all of a sudden, like I'm sleeping and like three in the morning, I'm like, I have this great idea. So just go and, you know, go sew at three in the morning until, until like the kids wake up and my husband's like, what were you doing last night? And I'm like, oh, check out all these new products I made. And so I feel like having my husband on board is so great because we just complement each other. And like, we have the strengths uh, and I, I have the strengths that he doesn't and he has the strength that I, that I don't, um, to say that it was a struggle. Yes. Especially with balancing, um, being a mother. I like in the beginning, I would feel so guilty because a lot of it has, I have to be on my phone for social media. That's kind of like where our uh, customers come from. And I always, I always feel so bad that being on my phone in front of the kids or knowing that I have to have orders out and knowing I have like this, so much emails in my inbox and people are like, come on, respond, respond. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get to you. I promise. Just wait a little bit. And having my kids uh, being, you know, wanting to play with me and, it, I think that's my biggest struggle, just like balancing motherhood and, you know, cooking with business. Yes, I totally agree. It's definitely really hard to balance. But you know what? We we get through it and life goes on. And Christina, I thank you so much for again for coming on. Do you have any last words or anything that you want to share with the audience? Uh, yes, my last words would probably be um, to read books, listen to podcasts, get inspired, get motivated, especially when you're like, oh, this might not work, you know, and I have, I have a lot of those days when you're like, you're like, oh, what am I doing? This is just bibs, you know, like what if something happened tomorrow or, but then I like go and I like listen to a podcast and like get motivated. I think it's really important if you're not listening to a podcast, like at least once a week or like reading a book at least once a week, then, um, if you're not doing that, then that's not good. <laughs> but I'm just saying that get yourself motivated and find um, people that have similar um, have a similar spirit as you. When I just got started, people thought we were kind of crazy, and they're like, "Oh, that's a small thing." But then, like after a while, they're like, um, "After a while, they're like, oh wait, this is an actual business that you're doing. You're actually surviving on it." And we're like, "Yes." And you know, it's like so hard, like when. Um, family members or friends are kind of like, uh, you know, they don't think it's a real thing. It's hard to like, so surround yourself with friends that have the same mindset. Um, I had one more thing I was going to say and I forgot it. Okay. You will remember it. Set goals. Yes. Set goals. So actually like a week ago I was sitting there and I, and I remembered that exactly a year ago. Um, for 2015, me and my husband were walking and he was saying, how much money do you want to make in, in your business? And it was before I had, uh, it was before I didn't even have um, Billy Bibbs yet. And I told him a number and I thought it was a little bit absurd. And I was like, you know, I might reach it. I might not. But last week I was sitting there and I was thinking, since we already done our taxes and we know all the numbers, I was just thinking, we reached that number and I was so surprised because I was like, it happened. If you put it out there, if you set yourself a goal, just the world just finds a way to make it happen for you. So dream big. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I love the goals even as like, okay, so you said you had this big goal, 
right just right now you know the, the financial goal but then you mentioned it in the middle of our interview that you had goals daily goals 10 sales every day in when you did that in the beginning and i love that because it's so important to take that big vision that big goal and break it down into little tiny bits that you can process and that you can it, it makes it seem a lot more achievable on a daily scale. And I love that you shared that with us. Thank you so much. This is such good stuff. I am so excited. Everyone is so excited for like, you just gave us so much value. Thank you so much, Christina. And one thing I want to ask you, you mentioned a lot of podcasts and books. What are some of your favorites? Um, I would say actually my favorite is one of the first ones that I ever watched. And that was The Secret on YouTube. Mm. Um, my husband showed it, shared it to me. And at first I was like, you're cuckoo, you know, this is some weird stuff. But then I realized how important it is to be optimistic and just have like a positive energy all the time, you know? And I would say that's my favorite. Wow. Um, Bob Proctor is really good to listen to. Mm, Interesting. And what about your podcasts? Um, Bob Proctor. I just like, um, I have random ones on my, on my phone. I just like search like, Oh, Carrie Green is a good one. Mm, Um, I love Carrie Green. For ladies. Yeah. So very interesting that you said you search. And I'm a big fan of in, um, there's a phrase for that. Like you learn something, you research something, you listen to something whenever you need to do it. So for example, if I'm starting a podcast, I'm going to focus my, my, podcasts and book readings on how to start a podcast or Mm -hmm. things like that. So it seems like, or like if I'm even like starting an email list, like, okay, so I will gear my, my information reading and listening to that particular topic. And it kind of seems like that's what you're doing by doing the search. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. All right. I had a question just coming through Facebook. I just noticed it. Um, mind if I ask you or Oh, yeah, go ahead. Do, go ahead. Do you need to go? Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you again so much for your time. Okay, so Jess, how did she make her brand name and logo? How did she trademark it? Yes, That's I went question. through the Paper Gold Company. Um, she's also a small shop owner. And she kind of did my she did my logo and my... Um, um, yeah. <laughs> my logo That's and my awesome. business card. So, so is it your name not trademark, right? I mean, it's not it necessary is, for it, everybody. It's, it is uh, not trademark yet, but it will be. We had a few issues, a little bumps. Like there was somebody who has uh, signed their artwork with Billy Bibby, and our lawyer thought that maybe that would be a problem down the road. So we're trying to get some paperwork over to have them signed to make sure it's not going to cause any problems in the future. But I'm, it's almost done. Very interesting. So you guys, if you have something that you're working on, uh, trademark it. It's important to do that. Christina, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a valuable episode. It's you're awesome. And you're such an inspiration to all of us mamas who are working on their businesses, especially those who are in the handmade business. Wow, what an incredible story. I am so happy that Christina was able to join us and share her story and all these great strategies that she used to grow her handmade business. Please join us next time every single Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern for a lively conversation. Join our chat to ask questions 
questions and interact with other mom entrepreneurs in the community. My name is Vicky Lashenko, and this is the show that features amazing stories with remarkable mompreneurs. I will see you next time.